You could be anywhere doing anything, but you're hanging out with us. We appreciate that. Wherever you're listening, however you're listening, we appreciate you guys for listening. And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome, welcome to another exciting episode of the Game Plan Podcast. Alex Goodwin is my name, at least that's what my mother tells me it is. You can find me on Twitter at Alex Goodwin TSM. At Alex Goodwin TSM. T as in Tom, S as in Sam, M as in Mom. I'm joined this week and every week by the man, the myth, the legend, Kennedy Miller, my man. How you feeling over there? I'm feeling great. I am. It's been one of my best weeks, especially being an NBA fan, and I'm ready for October. I am ready for October to get this season started. I tell you what, you know, the last time we did this show was about two two Sundays ago. Yes, sir. Uh, when free agency first got, got free agency first opened up, right? Flurry of moves. Kevin Durant going to Brooklyn. Kyrie Irving going to Brooklyn. D'Angelo Russell ends up with the Warriors. You know, all the player movement. And, you know, you know what this offseason has really gotten me to thinking? What? Remember how two summers ago, we are like, this is the greatest offseason of all time? Right. And we were kind of like, we've both, we've both been in college. You know, there's some evenings you have in college. You're like, you, you know, we'll never be able to recreate this moment. This night is one for the ages. We'll never top this. That's how I thought about free agency in the offseason two summers ago. Until this one. I mean, and it, it hasn't even been close. Like, this free agency, it was like a span of 18 days that you probably saw four or five top ten players move teams. Yeah. You know, a couple of them joined forces. Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. So, I mean, it's just been great. And the league now is – it's probably, I would say, ten teams that – are are going to be contenders. You go with 10. And I, but I, I, think it's, I think it's only going to be like five that's actual like championship contenders. Okay. You know what I mean? Like it'll be 10 really good teams, but we know that probably it'll be five teams that are really championship worthy uh, teams. And, you know, that's the wildest thing, you know, Kennedy, you are, uh, uh, you know, an, I would say an adopted Laker fan. Yeah, they, they took me in their family. They, they, they brought in you in? Family. They, you know, the Laker fans, I – I think I'm in a Laker group now. They they picked me up and they they put me in there. Turned you around. Turned me around. Put your feet on solid ground. Come on now. <laughs> My deal was you when Kawhi Leonard announced he was going to the Clippers, like right. I told you he would. Right. You're the first person I needed to talk to. But I didn't I didn't wake up that morning until like four or five a.m. Then I realized the NBA world had shifted off its axis because Paul George too was going to be a member of the right. L.A. Clippers. So. Kennedy, you said for about, you know, seven, eight days now since that news broke that you're doing just fine. Okay, yeah. Getting along great. very well. You don't need Kawhi in your I'm life. great. But, you know, my thing, Kennedy, was I never expected Kawhi Leonard to go to, to, to go to the L.A. Lakers. It was really, you know, we've discussed this for one reason, one reason only. What incentive would Kawhi Leonard have to go to the L.A. Lakers? That's one of the most storied franchises of all time in your hometown. But what can LeBron do for him? That he can't, that he hasn't done for himself. Listen, and now, now, what's the what's the comparison you about to use? What uh, you tell me earlier today. Earlier today, I said, uh, any of you guys that are Beyonce fans, you you guys heard the song "Upgrade You," mm-hmm. right? Right. And you know, you're talking about how I can upgrade this dude, take him this place, you know, swag him out, you know, show him some things, take him some places, right? right? And that's really LeBron's pitch, right? Because that's what got Anthony Davis. Because Anthony Davis ain't never been nowhere. Right, Anthony Davis has not been to the has been in the playoffs. I want to say twice. Right, twice, yeah. met out of the first round once. once. 
Never sniffed the conference finals. Right. Nothing. Ain't won nothing. Lost both times to Golden State. Yes. But, you know, right. can't fall at the hands of a better man. Right. Kawhi Leonard, on the other hand, he didn't been places. Right? He didn't been to Dubai. Right. He got a Benz already. Been you know what I'm talking about? Kawhi Leonard's already two-time finals MVP. Two-time defensive player of the year. I want to say three-time All-Star. Three, four-time All-Star. Somewhere around there. Right? All NBA first team, all NBA defense, all of it. There's nothing that LeBron James can do for him that he hasn't already done for himself. In fact, Kawhi Leonard is now the guy that's talking to Paul George. Hey, Paul, I can take you some places, dog. I can show you some things. And that's quite honestly what worked. Like the entire like year, people been saying Kawhi Leonard in the Lakers. I said, yo, this doesn't sound like a fit. Oh, they've been saying the Clippers. A lot of people no, but I'm saying, think the Lakers would get a meeting. Yeah, but I'm saying some people who would mention the Lakers if they have a shot to get Kawhi, I said, this just doesn't sound like. I said we're going to get a meeting now. I said I said we're going to get, like, ever since, I want to say it was reported last July 4th. Yeah. That Kawhi wanted to go to the Clippers. Yeah, from Michael C. Wright. Yeah. He, he thought about going to the Clippers. So, all year long, it's been Clippers talking. It's like, oh, he ain't going to L.A. He don't want to play with LeBron. No, Don't nobody want to play with LeBron, which I think is preposterous. Okay, because I think when you look at a 26-year-old Anthony Davis who basically forced his way out of New Orleans and told them, hey, I ain't going to resign anywhere else if you don't put me with the Lakers and LeBron James is on that roster, then I think people want to play with LeBron. I don't fault Kawhi Leonard for the situation because if I'm Kawhi Leonard, I'm 28 years old, if I can get another 28-year-old that's in his prime to come play with me somewhere that grew up in the same place as me, I'm going to do that over joining forces with LeBron James, with a 34-year-old and with a 26-year-old. Like, it's not a knock on them. Yeah. It's just this is a better situation for me. That's a better fit, I would think. Like, for me, the entire time, it seemed like from the jump of free agency that Kawhi Leonard said, yo, I'm going to the Clippers. I just need somebody to come with me. Right. Like, I need so, to make sure somebody, so my, somebody's going to come. My thing was, who was that somebody going to be when Jimmy Butler left and went to Miami, when Kyrie Irving went with Kevin Durant to Brooklyn, I said – well, who are you going to pair him with? And so that was my dilemma. I said, well, then the best destination looks like the Los Angeles Lakers. But nobody saw this coming out of the woodwork. Oh, man. And that. Nobody saw Paul George coming out of the woodwork like, and demanding a trade. Like, I think I woke up that morning, like, at 5 some a.m. And I said, Paul George has been traded to the Clippers. I said, wait, 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 wait. What? 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 Right. Then I saw Kawhi Leonard going, also going to the Clippers. I said, wait a second. This is a joke. Like, like I need to shake out the yeah. cobwebs for a minute. And, like. I will say this, you know, some folks are kind of, you know, we're going to get to Russell Westbrook in the next segment. Mm -hmm. Well, this is, you know, an indictment that nobody wants to play with Russell Westbrook. And I don't quite agree with that. I don't quite agree with that. You know why? Why? Because sometimes you just get a better opportunity, baby. I don't like sometimes you get a better, a better opportunity, a better shot to go somewhere else and and do better. Like I want to say a year or so ago when I was still at Prairie View doing a master's degree, right? Doing a master's degree, you know, everything's fine, you know. And then one day. UNT calls. It's like, hey, you want to come to the PhD program and we're going to pay for it? It was like, well, I wasn't even thinking about this yesterday at 25 minutes ago, but I'm all ears. Tell me more. Right. And that's what it seemed like Paul George. He's like, you know, I like Russ. I like, you know, he, he, he resigned in Oklahoma City. He's like, I like Russ. He liked Oklahoma City. But when the best player in the world calls you, he's like, hey, you want to come home? And that's the, that's the shocking part is he just resigned. Yeah. So it's like. You're just going to uproot three years left on your contract and all this talk about we're going to run it back, me and the Brody, yada, yada, yada. All the, the, the big parade, you know, the, the party that they had last year in Oklahoma City. Yeah. You're just going to uproot all of that and just leave like that? And the, the bigger thing is 
Sam Presti, you don't like. I understand you don't want an Anthony Davis situation on your hands. Yeah. But he's got three years left on his deal. What are you gonna do? Hold out? I mean, but the thing you got to think about it like this, though. You don't keep nobody that doesn't want to be kept. Sure, but also, I'm not finna start over in Oklahoma City with nothing left to look forward to. Like they got a lot of first round picks, yeah. Yeah. But are do you think they're gonna get another core of Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Russell Westbrook? I Andy Baca. Andy Baca. I highly doubt it. Doubt it. But I'll say this: when you have, I want to say they have eight first round picks and four pick swaps in the next seven years. They got a lot of chances. Yeah. And as we think it's going to be like mediocre to bad, yo, when you're going to be in the lottery that much, you got a chance. Only the Phoenix Suns right. know how to mess up a and draft to, like them. But for them, you have to nail it. Yeah. Because this shows they don't even believe people going to want to come to Oklahoma City. It's I, Oklahoma City. Blake Griffin is from Oklahoma. I'm pretty sure he don't want to go to Oklahoma City. No. Like, he doesn't. And, you know, I got to credit Sam Presti because he said, you know what? He don't want to be here no more. So I'm going to milk everything I can uh, out, of the, out, of the, out of the L.A. Clippers. And he said, I'm going to get everything, everything. I'm condemning Sam Presti on this day. And I told you about it. You're condemn Sam if, Presti? If, if all these Russell Westbrook supporters want to get on me and say that, you know, I, I bash on Russ too much and all this stuff. Today is your day where I'm on your side, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Because Sam Presti needs to be held accountable for this whole decade of this Oklahoma City Thunder team. Look at the players that have went through there. Victor Oladipo, Reggie Jackson, Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Serge Ibaka, Paul George. Oh, well, Steven Adams is still on the roster. What was left of Carmelo what Anthony? What was left of Carmelo Anthony? You know, he had Deion Waiters. All of these moves. One finals appearance. I'll say this. And, uh, and I'm going to also say this. Questionable hiring on a head Coaching. coach. Questionable hiring. On two, both of them. On, on both of them. I'll give, I'll give you that, Russell Westbrook supporter. Didn't adapt to three-point shooting. When the league started becoming that way, you went bigger. And in hindsight, I supported it back then. I did. I felt like a defensive team, going to buck the trend, you know, going to be a tough team to play in the playoffs when it gets that way. And they lost in five. Three years in a row in the first round. So, I yeah. I just, I, I don't know how you have that much talent come through a small market team. And they don't figure it out. And you don't figure it out. I'll say, here's the, the worst part of it was, I think in the in the in that lockout shortened year, right? One thing they wanted to create was a luxury tax to prevent the super teams. And, right. like, to prevent the super teams in the big markets and the whole nine yards. And the first casualty of the luxury tax we're at the Oklahoma City Thunder. Right. They traded James Harden, right? The year after that, well, months after that finals appearance, they traded him because they were like, yo, we're going to end up hitting the luxury tax, keeping all four of them. We've got to trade. Somebody has to go. Right. Now, and of course, hindsight is twenty twenty. You dump a Baca. Right. And, and, and so what I'll say is this. Like, obviously, you know, I, I said, oh, well, you should trade James Harden because you need Serge Ibaka, but – Sam Presti has shown an eye for identifying talent. Yeah. That's, that's a fact. But he has not shown the eye for how to put together suitable rosters. And I, I don't know. If it's just me, how do I not see something this special in James Harden? I mean, I, 
You're like, right. If you're if you're that GM, yeah. right? Like if, if you're that guy that came from the San Antonio Spurs, came from the great organization that they have. Yep. If you're that guy and you've been under Greg Popovich, who's identified talent, pulled Tiago Splitter out of the woodworks and Roger Mason and all Gary Neal, Gary Neal, all of these guys, and you can't you can't figure out that James Harden is like on a track to be that. Maybe not in Oklahoma City, but he just won the sixth man of the year. Yeah. He was pivotal in your Spurs after being up 2-0, losing four straight games. Why, why are you bringing that up? I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> I understand Serge Ibaka was he, – he blocked a lot of shots that year. He was a real dominant defensive player. Oh, yeah. How quickly did Serge Ibaka, you know, like deteriorate? How quickly did his game – he's still a solid player His now. game changed. His game changed. Like, I, he used to call me blocker. And he started shooting mid-range, and then he tried to start shooting threes. Three. And it, you know, yeah. It, did, it didn't really work, and I'm like, how do you – I mean, for me, the biggest deal with uh, Presti, on the Harden front, it's hard to think this guy's going to end up becoming a first ballot Hall of Famer and a dominant offensive guy. Like – I give anybody like yo. I had. I don't think anybody had any clue he would become an MVP, first ballot Hall of Famer. Be nobody thought he'd be this good. I thought he'd be good, right. but I don't think anybody foresaw this out of James Harden, right? Mm-hmm. And so he gets James Harden. One of those draft picks he gets trades James Harden. One of the draft picks he gets Steven back Adams. was Stephen Adams, right? You know, you got to give him credit. Durant leaves. Just got they out of there. Durant leaves. And they still are – they won 47, 48 ball games that year. The next year, they find a way to get Paul George, convince Paul George to stay. Now, where Presti ended up just be having real serious shortcomings, ended up being, one, he didn't, didn't know how to hire a, a very good coach, and, two, he, they prioritized length over shooting. And, you know, technically, I don't think that that's wrong because in this league, both of those things have to – you have to have both of those things. Yeah. You have to have length and shooting. And so, and while I said last year at the beginning of the year when we were doing the podcast, I said I think the Thunder will be a top three seed. I think because of the length that they had, they yep. signed Nerlens Noel, they, Jeremy Grant was up and coming, they got Dennis Schroeder. I said I think they'll be a pretty good team, and they, they also have two all-stars. And so, and they'll be really good defensively. Paul George was, you know, a very good uh, – he was a defense player of the year candidate this year before, you know, his shoulders messed up. He was an MVP candidate too. I just – I don't fault Paul George for getting out of there. But if I'm Sam Presti, I'm not making that trade. Like, I, I'm, not, I'm not doing it. Not with three years left on your deal. I mean, do you, you don't want somebody there that's disgruntled. True. But, it, like, you're saying, oh, well, me and, me and Russ are fine. Me and Russ is, is cool. I'm just not that – don't, that doesn't sit right with me. And then it, it's not good for my franchise player who's remained loyal all these years. So, basically, we uprooting the team – because somebody with three years left said he don't want to play with you, but on Twitter he's like, I don't want no Russ slander. You just slandered him because now he's about to be on a lottery team. I, no, I, I, see, I get what you're saying, but some, like, I totally feel what you're saying, right? right. Like, there's some to, to, to your point. But sometimes folks get a better opportunity, a better chance. And with this Thunder team, they were looking mighty, like, capped out with what that team could be. I agree. Like, Russ getting older and seeming like he's on the beginning of a decline, not being able to shoot the basketball. Shot 65% from the free throw line this past year. And I want to say 30% from the three-point line, right? Oh, 20s. In the 20s. About 27, 28. Appreciate you. But if I say it, then I'm a a critic. Go ahead. (laughs) Um, 
no Roberson. Like, this probably looks a lot different if they have Andre Roberson, right? right? You're paying Steven Adams $25 million to rebound mm-hmm. and to be tough. Mm-hmm. You're paying him way too much money for that, right? Mm-hmm. You got, like, they had good pieces, but it looked like, yo, man, not going to be able to figure out a way to get any better or get much more out of this roster, especially with Russ being your best player and him on the decline. That's For me, that was the biggest issue. That was the biggest issue, and I think – and like I said, I don't fault Paul George for asking for the better opportunity. Mm-hmm. I'm not faulting him because as a player, you should always be trying to find the best opportunities. But I'm saying if I was a GM, I'm not making that trade. Not in my same conference. That's what Indiana – they said, we don't want to trade this man in our conference. We don't want to trade him because Cleveland wanted him. Yeah, I think – and we got to wrap up right quick. That was the best move they had to make. They said, if we're going to get rid of this guy with three or four years on his contract, we're going to – Get well, the house, the I cars, bet, the kids, I and the dogs. Get for a boatload. And that, truth be told, I'm not gonna lie to you. This is the deal I wish San Antonio would have got for Kawhi. Yeah. Like that that deal. But you're you're only getting that deal because of the three years left. True you're enough. You're only getting that deal. And the last thing that I would say, Oklahoma City has for these past ten years, I would say that almost every game they've had in Oklahoma has been sold out. Yeah. And that deal that you just made, which subsequently you traded Russell Westbrook after, mm-hmm. that might be the lowest. They might have the lowest attendance for the next couple of years. Not lower than Charlotte. <laughs> oh, good God. <laughs> oh, good God. On that note, we're going to take a quick break. This is the Game Plan Podcast brought to you by Velvet Noir BC. Don't go too far. Ladies and gentlemen, before we get back to the show, we have to let you guys know about our sponsor, Velvet Noir BC. Velvet Noir Beard Care Products. The best up-and-coming beard care product line on the market you can get any three products for thirty dollars again that's any three products for just thirty dollars that's any of the four signature beard oils the beard balm and the beard co-wash kennedy i had a date last week and the young lady said alex your beard smells so good what is that i said that is that velvet noir bc bourbon barrel okay top two not to kennedy miller testify everything alex said is right on point um I'm telling you, one of these days, when it, when it gets a little colder outside, I'm, I'm going to grow my beard back out. And this is definitely the first thing that I'm going to buy. Give me a nice little comb. I like the comb, the design, and everything. And had the beard moisturized and smelling good, too. A lot of things moisturized, but smelling good, too. You can't ask for much more than that. Bevan RBC, top two. Now, two. Now, back to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. To the Game Plan Podcast, Alex Goodwin is my name. You can follow me on Twitter at Alex Goodwin TSM. Again, that's on Twitter, Alex Goodwin TSM. T as in tacos, S as in sangria, M as in margaritas. Kennedy Miller. Yes, sir. Where can they find you on Twitter, dog? You can find me on Twitter at underscore Kennedy Miller underscore. Again, underscore Kennedy as in the former president, John F. And the former wrestler, Mr. Kennedy. Kennedy, Kennedy Miller underscore. All right. All right. Last segment, we spent a nice bit of time talking about Paul George being traded to the L.A. Clippers. Yes, sir. In the wake of that, we all said one thing. If they got rid of Paul George and all that money that's on his contract and got back five, six first-round picks, Russ got to go, too. And the whole time, I was kind of thinking in my head, where could Russ possibly end up? I said, you know, Miami doesn't seem bad. The New York Knicks, because they got to have somebody put, put butts in the seats. Because mm-hmm. it ain't going to be Mitch Robinson or Kevin Knox. Or maybe Marcus Morris. Wasn't going to beat him, right? Mm-hmm. The last thing I expected to hear 
to come across my Bleacher Report alerts that Russell Westbrook had been traded to the Houston Rockets. For Chris Paul, I want to say two first-round picks and two pick swaps. So, Kenny, we both had some people try to talk to us about this and how what this does for the Houston Rockets, and some folks think that makes them a title contender. Mm-hmm. I disagree. Your thoughts, sir? I like it. I don't love it. Okay. Um, I like it especially for the short term. I think in another year or so, Houston is going to find themselves in the same situation with Chris Paul with two years left on his absurd deal because Russell Westbrook is getting paid a lot of money for a star that's on decline as well. He's just not as far along on the decline as Chris Paul is. You know, on, on surface, it looks good because you swap a player for a player. You say Russ is better than Chris Paul. You're not losing any team chemistry. No major players are going through. So it looks good. And then you could – make the argument that the Rockets have been the second best team in the NBA these past two years have only lost to Golden State Golden State is wounded so now that shouldn't make the Rockets the front runners right? Wrong Um, (laughs) Right? Wrong wrong. The West got entirely uh, better both LA teams I would say are still better than the Rockets and egos have to be put aside for this whole thing to work and maybe I'm leaning on this isn't the right coach that's going to be able to make this work. And I'm leaning because it's this. Russell Westbrook is a emotional guy. I'm not saying that he's going to get not get along with Mike D'Antoni, but Mike D'Antoni is known for being passive aggressive. You know, like he he's not going to address the problems. And so if Russell Westbrook challenges him or James Harden gets upset with what he's trying to run with those two, Mike D'Antoni didn't renew his contract. He's got one year left. So are the, is the Rockets organization going to back him, or will they be quick to show him the door? And so, with you know, this team is tailor-made for Mike D'Antoni. I mean, it's questions about the fit now that Russell Westbrook is here, but I'm of the proponent that he should have the ball more in his hands now than James Harden because he can't shoot. Like, defenders are – at the beginning of the season, like, defenders are going to be – begging him to prove to us that you can shoot. You're looking at playoff series. Damian Lillard is just going – every time they set a pick and roll, Damian Lillard is going under the screen. And they try and reset the screen. He's going under it again. And Russell Westbrook is like, okay, I'm going to shoot this mid-range shot. And that's another thing. The shots from 16 to 24 feet – I saw a stat. Shoot Mid-range shots from 16 to 24 feet. Russell Westbrook attempted 2.5 of those per game. The Rockets as a team attempted 2.2. He attempted more mid-range shots than the Rockets team entirely. And so I think he needs to have the ball in his hands because, I, for one, I think they'll play a lot faster with him with the ball. In his, I think they'll be a lot faster team without Chris Paul. And two, what Kobe Bryant said last year, you know, he was talking about how good James Harden was and asked, what well, do you think he can win a championship playing like this? No, because he's always in, the, in front of the defense. Like, it, it, they're always locked in on him, and playoff times, defenses are better. They're, they're geared to stop you. He's not going around any ball screens. I mean, he's not going off the ball. He's not doing all this. He's just always holding the ball. And so with somebody else like Russell Westbrook to kind of help him out, and Russ is a guy, you know, he, he can do most things that James can. He rebounds well. You know, I would say I think James is a better passer, in my opinion. I think he's a more pure point guard. But I think for in this case scenario with the shooters that Russ is going to have around him, he's never going to have – he's never had this many shooters around him. 
Like, it's never going to be this many guys. It was never this many guys standing at the three-point line in Oklahoma City. So, he should have an open lane to operate. I think it's second-round team. I tend to agree with you. You know, we had some folks discussing this with us today that's saying that the Houston Rockets are going to be going to the conference finals and the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. My issue, like, my biggest issue with them is that Russell Westbrook, at this point in his career, is not a good fit next to James Harden. And the whole reason is, like you said earlier, Russ can't shoot the ball. And in this NBA, he's not a good fit. Yeah, pretty much anywhere. The Houston Rockets are addicted, and I do mean addicted, to shooting threes. Russ can't shoot threes. Rather, Russ can, but he does shoot them. He can't make them on a consistent level, right? Right. What it, what, it, what it would necessitate for Russell Westbrook is because him coming to James Harden's basketball team, mm-hmm. Russ is not, not going to have the ball in his hands nearly as much as he, as he did. So because of that, Russ is going to have to become a cutter. Right. The Houston Rockets are going to have to actually have to run an offense, which we really haven't seen them run in really the past two years, especially last year. They would just hand the ball to James, and James is going to mm-hmm. dribble the air out of the ball. We're going to run, try to get a high screen and roll, try to see if we can get somebody flat-footed on the switch and get a three or get a layup. That was the offense. With Russell Westbrook on the on on the team and on the floor, you you're gonna need more than that because he flat out is not a threat from the three point line. And two, if you have him on the line like on the floor, with him and James together, sometimes James is gonna have to be off. And we saw what happened last when James Harden was off the ball. James Harden was walking up the court, hands on his knees, yeah, and he, being told, looking totally uninterested. And that was, I think, one of the biggest reasons him and Chris Paul had an issue. He was like, yo, dude, could you at least act like you're on the court right now? Right. So, for me at least, I think with this Houston team and the fact that last year D'Antoni really ran no plays, the fact that Russell Westbrook cannot shoot the basketball, and I think – a lot's been made of Russ and James Harden being good friends. Great friends, actually, right? Known each other since 10 years old. My thing becomes, you know, you know, sometimes it's, it's you know, you're cool with somebody, but you can't work with them. Right. They worked together before under far different circumstances. True. Right? James wasn't James Harden. True. He was just the, the sixth man with the big beard. Mm-hmm. Now he's James Harden, one of the five best players in the NBA. And Russ is coming to his team. Right, right. Like this is like new addition. Ralph Transvance, the lead singer, and Johnny Johnny Gill just kind of slides in once Bobby leaves. Right now, Russell Westbrook is Johnny Gill. Right, and so that's why I'm like the dynamic is going to you know be I think I don't, I don't say gonna be a problem, but it may end up being a problem because you know when you haven't spent a lot of time around somebody in a long, long time, you're like yeah, I remember that does irk me. You know what I mean? And we've seen James has had problems getting along with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dwight Howard and Chris Paul, mm-hmm. right? Like I said, their relationship dynamic is going to be the biggest thing. But, you know, on the court-wise, one of the guys I think really will benefit is going to be Eric Gordon. And, and P.J. Tucker, they're going to get more open looks than they've ever gotten in their career. Um, what I will say is um, I think what drove Chris Paul mad was when they did run plays, because I've watched, like, a series of breakdowns since this Rockets trade has went through. And so when they did run plays, it, like Mike D'Antoni has a system, it's called like 21 series. And, and basically um, it's like just different variations of pistol. I don't, I don't want to really get into all of it, but it's, you know, basically Chris Paul would get the ball on the wing and then get a pick and roll and operate. But he'd, he'd also get it off the screen. So like Chris Paul 
once he got it off the pick and roll, he's one of the best pick and roll point guards ever. Like, he's going to always make the right play. And he was crazy efficient. He didn't shoot that many mid-range shots. But when he got in the lane, he I want to say he shot like 50-something percent um, on those shots. And if not, then he was able to dish to Capella. He was able to find a wide-open uh, shooter. Russell Westbrook on those same shots was 26 out of 30 starting point guards in terms of how efficient he was shooting those shots. Now, he might get some better looks. I don't even know if they'll run any 21 series for Russell Westbrook because they didn't do it often. And to your point, when they did it, James Harden is standing like on the on the clips that they show. James Harden is sometimes out of the clip. That's how far he's standing, which could be a positive and a negative. With the gravity that he commanded, somebody has to be out there. So Chris Paul is basically playing four on four at this point because they're so worried about what James Harden is going to do, but he's not even – in the play. Not interested. Not even interested. Um, I just, I don't think, I think that what the Rockets needed was another guy who could score 20 points when times got tough for James Harden. Somebody who create his own shot and still create for others. Russell Westbrook does feel that need. But like I said, the West has made so many dramatic changes. If you did this last year, at the beginning of last year, I would say, They've got a shot. They've got a shot to go to the finals. But this year when Kawhi Leonard and Paul George team up and when um, LeBron and AD team up, and you don't have enough size. <laughs> and the Warriors are still out there. And the, and the Warriors, quiet as it's and, kept. And people, people don't want to talk about this, but and they, they think the Warriors are just going to fall off some type of cliff like their, their two most important players aren't still starting the season and Steph and Draymond Green, I don't understand because they're the only team that still has a big three out of anybody. They still have Steph and two other All-Stars. D'Lo's probably not going to make an All-Star team in the West, but they're still starting the season with three All-Stars and it's going to add one more in February. I don't think the Rockets have enough size and wings to beat an LA either LA, LA team. And because Anthony Davis is six ten. So you gonna put Clint Capella? Who played himself off the court in that Warriors? Who played series. himself oh you gonna put Clint Capella on him? You're gonna put PJ Tucker on him? Well you put PJ Tucker who's going LeBron. Daniel House, shout out High Tower alumni, but no. Then who's <laughs> then who's gonna guard Kyle Kuzma? Like, we got six guys at 6'9 and above that are our three best players. Yeah. It, the Clippers I'll, got two six foot eight guys. Yo, man, and the wild thing about the Clippers is this. Um, as far as if they were to match with the Houston Rockets, they can simply say, all right, Patrick Beverly can guard Westbrook, and we can put Paul George on James Harden. And Kawhi Leonard can just float like a free safety. I mean, like, you they can have just, that luxury. You can just throw all three of them. All three of them will have a, a chance at James Harden. It's just like you just you getting the dog pound, and they just holding all the dogs, and they just say, we'll just, we'll just send one. We'll just send one at a time, and, and if you get by that one, we'll just send this one. We'll just send this one. And like I said, I, I, think, they'll be, I, I think they're better in Portland. You know, I think some teams will have better records than them. Yeah. Like Denver had a better record than them last year, but I feel like if they played Denver in the playoffs, they would have beat them because the Rockets had Denver's number all year, all year. long. Um, it'll be some teams that have better records. I think Utah will definitely have a better record. I don't know if Utah will be able to beat Houston, though. Even even with the moves that Utah got, 
Houston is just a bad matchup because their most important player, Rudy Gobert, can't stay on the floor against James Harden. Yeah. So, right quick before we go to break, who are your top eight teams in the Western Conference? Because I'll say this. Last year, when you named your top eight, y'all, you almost got thrown out of the barbershop. How, how much? But I was off by – who did I say? I said San Antonio wouldn't make it. And that's what almost got you thrown out of AP's barbershop. Shout out to AP. Shout out to Red. But um, so so this year I, I'm not not even gonna go in order. Clippers, Lakers, Golden State, Denver, uh, Utah, Portland. Who am I missing here? Did you say Houston? Houston. I'm sorry. And it's a talk. I'm leaning towards San Antonio, but I have to see how Dallas looks uh, because I think adding Porzingis is a big deal, and they got a lot of size. Like I mean, they signed Delon Wright. Six foot five point guard. Luca is six seven, six eight. Yeah. Um, I can't remember who else is going to be on the wing. They've got Seth, they got uh, the other Curry. They, they signed Seth Curry. I think he's going to come off the bench. Well, they might need to start him with all that money they're paying him. Uh, they got Porzingis seven three, Dwight Powell six eleven. So they'll be an interesting team to watch, and they'll especially be fun offensively. But the Spurs are really deep. I think with. You know, you talked about earlier, DeJounte Murray will be back, Derek White. That should be a dynamic defensive backcourt. DeMar DeRozan still there, LaMarcus Aldridge, um, you know, Patty Mills, Rudy Gay. Just signed Damari Carroll. Just signed Damari Carroll. Lonnie Walker is going to be playing this year. You know, they got, still got Patty Mills. Hang yeah, on. Still got Patty Mills. They, they have a lot of pieces um, that, you know, I think Greg Popovich is looking forward to working with. This West is just going to be t- – I don't think New Orleans is ready. No. I think Sacramento was a team that should have been on the rise, but I think they took a step back. I don't know what the Trevor Ariza signing does, if anything. They had to hit the salary cap, the salary cap floor, I think. So, I, I don't really know what Sacramento um, is going to do this year. Um, I think, yeah, that's, that's about it. We got to leave it right there. Yes, sir. Eight three zero three one three nine eight eight eight. That is the number that'll make the hotline bling. Coming up next, Tobias Bass from eighty-eight point one KTXT in Lubbock, Texas, will be joining us on the phone. You don't want to miss it. This is the Game Pan Podcast. Alex Goodwin, Kennedy Miller. Don't go too far. There we go. Yeah. Yesterday morning was crazy. I had to come to terms with the fact that it's not a maybe. That it's just in stone, sealed and signed. She not my lover like Billie Jean, but the kid is mine. Sandy used to tell me all it takes is one time, and all it took was one time. Shit, we only met two times. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Game Plan Podcast. Alex Goodwin is my name. You can follow me on Twitter, Alex Goodwin, TSM. Again, it's on Twitter, Alex Goodwin, TSM. T as in Texas, S as in South, like South Dakota, and M as in Michigan. Follow the show on Twitter, Game Plan TSM. Game Plan TSM. Kennedy. Yes, sir. Where can they find you on Twitter, dog? Underscore Kennedy Miller underscore. Again, underscore Kennedy, as in the former president, John F., and the former wrestler, Mr. Kennedy. Kennedy. Miller underscore. All right. All right. Again, everybody, the show is brought to you by our friends at Velvet Noir BC. Velvet Noir Beard Care Products for all your beard care needs. 
Velvet Noir has your back. VelvetNoirBC.com for more information on that. 830-313-9888. That is the telephone number. Joining us on the phone right now, he is from KTXT 88.1 in Lubbock, Texas. Tobias Bass, my man, how you feeling? Good, man. How about yourself? Uh, we're doing pretty good. We can't complain. Um, first question for you. Uh, with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George going to the Los Angeles Clippers and with Russell Westbrook joining James Harden in Houston, who do you think right now is the favorite out, out West? I think it's the Clippers first and then the Lakers second. But I'm kind of hesitant about – I think the Clippers and Lakers go either way, but I'll say those two teams. I agree, Tobias. Well, I think as far as preseason, I think the, the Lakers sh- should be second to the Clippers. But you know me, I'm kind of – Bias, so I I think that the Lakers um, will beat the Clippers this year. I just the Clippers roster right now it just looks so well put together, um, right? With with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard just kind of seamless fits in that system. Well, in that system in that locker room with those tough minded guys that they have around them. Um, so I think the Clippers should be the preseason favorite, but I do think that LA will the the right LA. Will, will beat these Clippers this year. My my thing with the Clippers is I'm, I really like what the Clippers have done. People need to start to put respect on some of the guys they have on their team, on their bench. So, for example, Mo Harkless, he's a former starter in this league. Is he great? No, True. but he's a solid role player. He averaged 7.7 points a game last year. A, a bad starter is a good role as a good bench player in the NBA. He's a 6'9 wing, very athletic. He hustles, rebounds, and plays defense. They have Rodney Magruder from the Heat. He averaged eight points a game. He shot 35% from three. They, have, they re-signed Jamaica Green. He averaged 10 in like seven last year. He shot 40% from three on 176 shots. You know what Lou Will and Montrez Hare bring to the table. So I think that people need to start to um, put a lot more respect on, on their name because they do have a very solid bench. The, the Lakers bench is good as well. Like I'm not going to downplay them as well, but people are just – they're not really seeing how good this bench is for the Clippers. Right, I, and it's really tough to nitpick their roster as of right now in terms of, right. like, well, like, what their weakness could be. Like, the only things that I can say, one, I think Paul George is a star. I don't think he's a superstar. I think he's, I agree. he's, a, he's a star. You know, he's, like Alex said earlier, he's a, he's a top 10, top 12 player in this league. Um and, you know, obviously, like you said, we know Lou Will and, and Montrez, the energy and toughness they bring along with Patrick Beverly. It's not much championship experience outside of Kawhi Leonard and Doc Rivers on that team. Um, but looking at the Lakers roster, I, I said I would take a trio of LeBron, AD, and Kuzma over Paul George, Kawhi, and Lou Will. Your thoughts? Yeah. The thing, okay, so a lot of fans have been saying, well, who's going to guard Anthony Davis for on the Clippers? You're right. Their, their answer is they don't have anyone, and that's fair. Anthony Davis, he's, he's, Anthony Davis is a superstar. He's going to ball regardless of who's on the floor trying to guard him. But here's the issue I have. Although no one can guard Anthony Davis, who's going to guard Paul George? Okay, LeBron guards Paul George. Okay, who's going to guard Kawhi? Kuzma? He's going to give him 30. Easy. If Kuzma guards Paul George, he's going to give him 30 easy. So for if the if the Clippers don't have a matchup for Anthony Davis, the Lakers definitely don't have a matchup for one of those two wings that they want to guard. That's true. And and the Lakers are in a tough position right now because 
they still have one open roster spot available. And so yeah. I'm thinking, obviously, they need a kind of 3 and D wing. Um, I think, obviously, the best options because they're, Memphis is looking to trade Andre Godal instead of buying yeah. him out. Idiots. Um, Got to get something back I, for No, I, I want Iggy on, on this L.A. Laker team. But if you can't yeah. get Iggy, then you're looking at a guy like Justin Holiday, maybe Cephalosha. Um, yeah, Crowder. I think Crowder will get by that as well. Oh, if they buy out Jay Crowder. I, he, I, he's, I, don't, he's, I don't think, yeah. Jay Crowder is dollar store Draymond Green. I, yeah, I think yeah, I don't think he'll be a Grizzly long. I think he'll get bought out as well. I would like I would like to see that. Um, but Danny Green, to answer your question, I think Danny Green would have to guard one of them, Paul George yeah. or, or Kawhi, because he's a he's a very good wing defender. But the problem is, if you start LeBron at point guard, uh, if your lineup is going to be say LeBron, Danny Green, Kuzma, AD, and either JaVale or Demarcus. I'm not sure how good defensively that will be because LeBron's not going to guard point guards. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I agree. Like it's going, you're going to have to put a guy like Avery Bradley or Contavious Caldwell Pope, and um, you're going to have to have them guard point guards because Danny Green can do it, but the numbers show that he's best guarding wings. He's one of the best, right. one of the best uh, wing defenders in the league. So I don't want to take him off guarding wings to guard point guards. So to your point, that is a very Incredible dilemma that we're going to have, having to stop um, one of those two stars, just like they're going to have to try and stop AD. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely agree. I want to see how this – because the thing is with LeBron, is, I mean, I thought the kind of – the decision was, you know, to give him a little bit more rest. That's one reason why they wanted to get Anthony Davis. Right. Well, we know playing point guard in this league is probably the hardest position in the league. Just from it, you know, you're going to be you're going to be playing great a great guard after great guard, especially in the West. So – I mean, LeBron, he's, a, he's the best player in, of all time in my opinion. He'll definitely be fine and he'll adjust. But at the same time, guards, they're going to go at him. You know, Damian Lillard, Russell Westbrook, Curry, whoever he's guarding, they're going to go at LeBron. So I think he definitely has to be prepared for that because when they play the Warriors, Steph Curry or D'Angelo Russell, they're going to go at him if that's who his matchup is. They're not going to sit back and just let him do what he wants. They're going to attack him offensively. So I think that could be a role in him being fatigued, especially late in games when he's having to guard him. All-star guards. And, and that, yeah, and that's exactly my point. He, he is not – I don't think that's in anybody's game plan that he's going to be guarding point guards, especially in the Western Conference. Because um, right. there's too many guys that can give you 20, 30, 40 a night. 50. Yeah, Steph, Dame, 50. So it's too many guys that can do that. So I think he's going to – they're going to have to incorporate a lineup where um, one – like Avery Bradley's a really good point guard defender. He's really yeah. good. He's feisty, and apparently he lost forty pounds. I didn't know he was that much overweight, but yeah, um, apparently he, he's back in shape, and he's a feisty guy that can defend point guards. And if you have LeBron in a situation where he can be a help defender and kind of roam and kind of try and gauge where the offense is trying to play go, free safety, play free safety, kind of like you envision Kawhi to do in right in L.A. Um, I think their defense can be really good, especially and with Anthony Davis playing the four, because he came out yesterday and said, I don't want to play any powerful – I mean, I don't want to play any center. I, cause yeah. He wants to work on – keep his body in shape and not have to bang right. down there. So if you can get a yeah. Anthony davis Javel front court, I, I think they'd be – I think they'd be okay. 
I think what's going to help them a lot is they're they're very very big. You have Danny Green six seven, LeBron six right. eight, Kuzma's like six eight six nine, Anthony Davis six eleven, Javale and Demarcus are six ten six eleven apiece. They're very big, so I think their length will be able to help them get in get in pass lanes and be able to get easy buckets for them defensively. I mean, even Avery Bradley, he's he's feisty. He's like you said, he's a very feisty. But he likes to get in the guard. So I think their length will definitely be. A factor will mean they they probably they probably won't give up that many offensive rebounds as well because they are so big. Right. Again, we're talking to Tobias Bass from KTXT eighty eight point one in Lubbock, Texas. Switching gears, Tobias to the Eastern Conference with Kawhi Leonard departing the East and heading out to the LA Clippers. You can make the argument that the Eastern Conference is wide open. Who do you see taking it? Um, I'm cool. I'm probably gonna pick. I'm I'm probably gonna pick the uh, the Bucks, but I really want to see what the 76ers do as well. I think that this is just a, a take on my part. I think at the trade deadline, if I was them, I would probably try and trade Tobias Harris to the Warriors for D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Russell and Ben Simmons played together in high school at Montverde. And oh, when the man. playoffs start, when the playoffs start, you are going to need a ball center guard that can run the pick and roll, that can score. Ben Simmons, he's a great in the pick and roll, but he can't shoot. So if you have another dynamic guard that can get you a bucket, I think that will be an option that will be available available for them. And the contracts match up perfectly. The trade can, they can trade them for each other straight up. So with that being said, I'm, I'm probably I think that the Sixers are going to be able to take them in. They're huge. They're probably going to be the best defensive team in the league and one of the best rebounding teams in the league. My issue with them is is shooting. They have decent shooters like Horford can decent can shoot decent. So can uh, Richardson and and uh, Embiid. But I think they're going to need another scoring guard that can help them. So I think that'll be a trade option. I would look into them if I was them. Tobias, don't say that trade anymore on the airwaves. Okay, say it again. I say it again. No, it again. I can't have that leaked out because that <laughs> that that's a good trade. That's a good trade for for both parties involved. Yeah, for both teams. And. I had this whole conspiracy theory coming into like, what was it, uh, three or four years ago? I thought D'Angelo Russell and Ben Simmons would be Lakers. Like I, like I thought that, yeah. you, like you said, they were high school teammates. I thought they kind of complemented each other well, and I thought they were the two guys that would um, take LA back to being prominent. Um, Boardman got that baby. Uh, cut it out. You heard what Ice Cube said. We tried to make him a Laker and a winner, but now he's about to be a Clipper and a loser. Mm. Is that what you is that what gonna make help you sleep at night, Ken? Oh, I'm sleep great. But um, <laughs> I think Philadelphia. I think it's gonna be L.A. I think it's gonna be the Lakers and, and Philadelphia in the finals. I think Philly is really big. Like you said, they, it, the roster is not a hundred percent fluid, but I think they've built their team right now to to beat Milwaukee. And to yeah. try and, to try and stop the Greek freak with Al Horford, I think Ben Simmons needs to prove this year that he is at least going to attempt shots. Attempt, um, yes. Either either whether it be in the post or the mid range, but you got to start attempting them somewhere. And if not, and if you fail this year, you've got to look at at trading him. Yeah, I think because it's it's just not going to work. I've seen Ben Simmons play well when Joel Embiid is not in the game. And I think Joel Embiid needs a floor spacer, i.e. D'Angelo Russell. Right. Um, or, as Chris Broussard said a couple of days ago, Chris Paul um, right. I think would be really good on this, with this Philadelphia 76ers roster. I just wouldn't give up Ben Simmons for him. But my, my thing – oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead, Tobias. 
my issue with them is I could even argue the fact that they're too big. Right. They're Way basically seven foot at point guard, six six at the two, six nine. 6'10", 6'11". The thing is, Tobias Harris, you remember when he played for the Pistons and the Magic, he played small forward. Right. He's he's more of a tweener. He's more he's more he's a, he's a lot better player at the four because fours typically can't keep up with him and he can shoot the ball very well. Mm-hmm. As we know, you have what three or four of the best two, three or four of the five best players in the NBA are small forwards: LeBron, Kawhi, KD. He's hurt, and uh, Paul George. So yeah, so. Four out of the top ten players are small forwards. My point is, that position is tough. And for him to be not a plus defender at that particular spot because he doesn't move laterally quick, I feel like they're gonna, he, he might struggle a little bit defensively, which could lead to offensive struggles. He's going to be so gassed having to keep up with LeBron and Paul George's and Kawhi's and Giannis's and guys like that. So it's going to be harder for him to do it. I mean, he was productive at the three for the Pistons, but I think he's a lot better at the four. That's more the reason why I think at the deadline, I think he could get, he could get flipped. Well, I think when you have the luxury of being around um, that that type of team, I can hide Tobias Harris. I can put, yeah. you know, Josh Richardson on a point guard. I can put Ben Simmons on the best wing. For the most part, he moves really well, especially in transition. Six foot ten, got a lot of length. I can put Tobias on a Some guy yeah. hide him. Because, yeah. I mean, Al Horford plus defender. Joel Embiid plus defender. So if I got one bad seed in that starting lineup, I'm not totally worried about it because I'm I'm not gonna have him go against those guys. Um, but it'd be different if if he was playing. You know, if we had Tobias in L.A. with the Lakers and we only got like three or four guys that are qualified as defensive stoppers, then we'd have a, a dilemma on our hands. Yeah, I agree. Like you said, I mean, they're they're long, so I feel like Horford, you know, he's a really good defender and, and beast. I, like you said, I think the, they will be able to hide him as well. But, yeah, I, I mean, that's, that's definitely a good point. I want to see how they make that work. It's just, I don't know, I just feel like shooting could hinder them going forward because of it. Their, their best shooter on the floor is Harris. He's a solid shooter, don't get me wrong, but he's definitely not J.J. Reddick. All right, Tobias, my man, we appreciate you so much for joining us, my man. Tell everybody where they can find you on Twitter. You find me at Tobias underscore Bass, T-O-B-I-A-S underscore Bass. Also, before we get you out here, let them know where they can find all your content. Oh, you can find, you can, same on my Twitter, Tobias underscore Bass. Also, you can do it at KTXT underscore sports as well. All right, man, we will talk to you soon. We appreciate you. No problem, thank you. All right, all right. That was Tobias Bass from 88.1 KTXT, The Raider. We're going to take a quick break, but coming up next, we have an interesting segment for you guys. Athletes named after 90s musical stars. Okay. You don't want to miss it. I'm intrigued. You ready, Kennedy? I am. Hope you guys are too. This is the Game Plan Podcast. Don't go too far. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Game Plan Podcast. Alex Goodwin is my name. You can find me on Twitter at Alex, Alex Goodwin TSM. 
Alex Goodwin, TSM, T as in tacos, S as in sangria, M as in margaritas, Kennedy. Yes, sir. Where can they find you on Twitter? Find me on Twitter at underscore Kennedy Miller underscore. Again, underscore Kennedy, as in the former president, John F., and the former wrestler, Mr. Kennedy. 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 Miller underscore. All right, all right. The Game Plan Podcast is brought to you by our friends at Velvet Noir BC, Velvet Noir Beard Care Product. You have the products right in front of us right now. If you're watching us on Facebook Live, I got the co-wash in my hand and the four scented beard oils. I don't have the beard balm with me right now. But trust me, I have your beard looking nice, shiny, have you looking fresh, dressed like a million bucks. As they say, it's top two and not two. All right, all right. So, we're, you know, it's the summertime, Kennedy. At a certain point, we run out of stuff to talk about. Yes. And I saw something interesting, you know, yesterday as I was going on Bleach Report, just, you know, surfing the net, looking, getting ready for college football season. Right. And they said, you know, top 10 freshmen that may have an impact next year. Okay. And the first guy on that list from Tennessee, Tennessee Volunteers, an offensive tackle. What's his name? This young man's name was Wanye Morris. Wanye Morris. Wow. Just as sure as my name is Wanye. Wow. And if if you're wondering, yes, he was intentionally named after Wanye from Boys to Men. Oh, that's a that's an interesting one. Wanye. I mean, Prairie View A and M are starting running back. His name is Dewanye Tucker. Okay. And, you know, something like uh, your mom must really like end of the road, water runs dry, mm-hmm. doing just fine. Like, got to be, you know, they got to gotta be her speed. Yep. And that's cool. So, oddly enough, Kennedy, I also found an article yesterday okay. entitled Athletes, 20 Young Athletes Who Share Names with 90s Pop Stars. Okay. Let's run through them. Okay. Who we got? First off. Coolio Kudache. Excuse me? You heard me right. Coolio Kudache. He's from Washington State. Okay. Yeah, his name is Coolio. Coolio Kudache. He plays football? Yes, he does. Plays football. Wow. It's it's always the football players that, that have the that have the, the strange ones. Lil Jordan. Oh dude. Lil Jordan. Don't you start me on Lil Jordan you know, Humphrey. It, it, it's the football players that, that always have the strange ones, I would say. Who else we got? <sighs> I was going to say, as, I'll say this as an aside. We never really talked about Lil Jordan Humphrey on the show in that name. And did you ever notice how, how the, you know, the, uh, the non-African-American announcers would just have such a ball with that name? Like, yes, folks, his name actually is Lil Jordan, you know. <laughs> Lil Jordan. I surely hope he makes it in the NFL because he can. I'm Did pretty he get sure. To the yeah, he got. He, he's a undrafted free agent with the right. Saints. I, I, I pray he makes the team because I, hope he does. I have a hard time believing he'll get a job at Frost Bank with his name being Lil Jordan. Not saying he shouldn't get a job, but for reasons that ain't got nothing to do with his qualifications, why he probably wouldn't get a job at Frost Bank. Next. Yikes. Oh, you're gonna like this one, <laughs> Cisco Westbrook. Cisco Westbrook. It is spelled exactly like Cisco from the group. Let me see. <laughs> why? <laughs> like, like, why? 
Cisco Westbrook. And the thing is, homie's like a defensive tackle. He's like 6'2", 285. Cisco Westbrook. What do these mothers think sometimes? Aren't, aren't you glad your mom gave you a nice name? Yes. I'm extremely grateful. Thank you, Miss Miller. Next on our list, Tupac Blanche. I knew that was going to be up there. Tupac's not a bad name. Like, the original Tupac was named after a Peruvian warrior. That's where the name Tupac originally came from. So that's not a bad name. Right. You, you just. Look. I, some names are meant to just be named for one person. Like you know, Tupac? Like, like Tupac. <laughs> like Beyonce. You look disgusted. Like LeBron. Okay. Those, those, are, those are just one person names. It should be like trademark. Like, you can't name your child this. Okay. Don't do it. Tupac is one of them. Expectations going to be too Ex- high? Expectations too high. I, I understand that's your baby. You can nickname him that. But do not put that on your birth certificate. Please don't. Kennedy, you sound more disgusted than anything. I am. And I feel like it's only getting worse. It probably is going to get worse. Let's Go see ahead. what else we have here. Oh, man, you know this guy. We talked about him earlier in the show. D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Russell. He was named after D'Angelo. Yes. Oddly enough, just reading in this article, the singer D'Angelo, his real name is Michael Archer. Really? I didn't know. The more you know. And here's the odd part. All right. Mm -hmm. D'Angelo Russell was born eight months and 11 days after D'Angelo's first single, Brown Sugar, came out. I'm you, not gonna leap to any conclusion. You do the math on that. Yeah, I'll just I'll just let that one just. Sit that there. was you know what that makes me think about at Prairie View. There was a young lady who I had class with my freshman year. I kid you not. Mm-hmm. We got up, we doing introductions. You know how my name is Alex. I'm a freshman. Da 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 da. We're all going through it, right? This young lady gets up. You know what she, you know what her name was. What? Jodeci. Her name was Jodeci. I promise you, Jodeci. J O and somebody's like spell that J O D E C I. I was like, so Casey, Jojo, and Devontae? She's like, mm-hmm, love you for life. Yep, uh, forever my lady. That's them. Come and talk to me. I really want to know your name. I don't want to know that name. I'm not sure I want to know any more names tonight, Alex. Go ahead. What's next? This guy plays football. I actually really love this name. Raekwon McMillan. He plays for the Dolphins. Yes. I just call him Wu-Tang. And it's actually spelled just like Raekwon, the chef. Yes. I know Raekwon. Raekwon McMillan. This is so disgusting. Go ahead. Disgusting? Yes. (laughs) 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 All right, next one. Jay-Z Brown. Come on now. I'm not playing. Is it J-Y hyphen Z? No, 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 no. It's spelled J-A-Y-Z-E-E. (laughs) Jay-Z. Jay-Z. Jay Z Brown. Yo, and that's the kind of kid you gotta call him by their full name. You know how some people just call him by their full name? Uh, Jay Z Brown. Yeah. Jay Z Brown. Get over here. Like we had a homeboy high school named Freddie Rains. You say, Freddie Rains, come here. The coach like, Freddie Rains, come here. This makes my head hurt. Say that again. How, you, how did you say Jay Z? Jay Z. Jay Z. Hey, I need him to make. I need him to be famous so Stephen A can say that. Jay Z Brown. Jay Z. 
Come on, Jay. <laughs> oh. All right, next one. I don't know how big of a fan you were of Murder Inc. back in the day. Uh, a little bit. Who they got? We got a Ja Rule Harris. I don't have any more words, Alex. That's all you got? This is so. This is beyond me. <laughs> this is beyond me. You sound upset. You gonna name your kids any of these names? What? You gonna name your kids any of these names? Why would I do something like that? I'm just wondering. No, I wouldn't name my child. What if what if your wife wanted to do that? Name my child what? Jay Z. <laughs> <laughs> no. Tupac. It's a it's a nice name. We're not doing that. We're not look, no. Tupac Goodwin. How that sound? Hell no. Like briefly, one time I was messing with my father, right? And I said I was gonna name my child uh Laurent, right? Mm-hmm. You know what he told me? What'd he say? Don't you deface my name <laughs> with a consonant and an apostrophe. <laughs> oh that's man. literally what he said. Don't deface my my good name mm-hmm. with Laurent with a La in front of it. Laurent, literally what he told me. You might want to do Lil Ron. <laughs> Lil Ron Goodwin. <laughs> name Lil Ron Goodwin. Lil Ron. <laughs> Lil Ron Goodwin. <laughs> L I L apostrophe Ron. Lil Ron Goodwin. Get over here. You know what the bad thing was when I was a child? That's what people called me. Lil Ron. Yeah. Oh, I still go by Lil Kenny. Some people call me Kenner Junior. Don't even know I got a whole brother with that same name. Neither here nor there. Next one. Go ahead. Oh, oh, this one is bad. This one is bad. Can't see it. I don't know if I want to see it. Uh, Shout to No Limit Records. We have a mystical McGee. (laughs) If you want to, you can cuss if you want to, Ken. I don't. I don't want to. I taught a good Sunday school service today. <laughs> I had a good class. I felt like I had some growth. But this is You felt back. like this is setting me back, Alex. This is setting me back. But this is some ignorant mess right here. Some ignorant mess. Who else is on there? Uh we've got a Beyonce Jones. That's it. She hoops. Got it. We're done. You're done. You're done. <laughs> What's, what's yeah, they say, will I get fired if I walk off this set? <laughs> Excuse, Beyonce Jones. Where does she play? Uh, she hoops. Four. Um, let me find out now. Please. I, I need to know. I need to come to a game. I do, too. Beyonce Jones. And you see, with names like that, you can't be ugly. You really can't look like you a booger wolf. You can't be ugly with Beyonce, Jones. I mean, with a name like Jay-Z, you kind of can. Cause, you know. <laughs> they expect you to be ugly then. Yeah, kind of do. But Beyonce, Jones, you got to be a pretty girl. You got to be. You sound so upset, dude. I am so upset. Her name is Beyonce Latavia Jones. So, okay. Big Destiny's Child fans. Mm-hmm. Big. This is like kind of like on on a Fresh Prince of Bel Air when they named Nikki. Mm-hmm. His middle name was Nathan Sean Michael Wanye. Right. Kind of like that. Do we I have just a watch that episode? By the way, was it good? Oh, of course. 
I got the whole Fresh Prince set. How much that run you? Oh, it was a graduation gift. It was about sixty something dollars. Oh, you. <laughs> Oh, you! Will will I get fired if I walk up this set? You know somebody has an invoice waiting on you. Boy, you you you, you, you know that one was good. You got me. Oh, uh, I had some growth today. You had some growth, but as you say, it's not always linear. All right, we got a couple more. Who else do we got? We got a Prodigy Williams. Named after Prodigy from Mob Deep. Prodigy's not bad. I guess. Prodigy's not bad. Is something you naming your kid? Hell no. Okay. Name my kid no damn prodigy. What a prodigy. What was the other mindless behavior? Rock. No, 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 no. I'm talking about prodigy from Mob Deep, the rap group. Mm mm. Nah. Okay. Uh, next, Aaliyah, Aaliyah Patty. She was a top rank, top rated center in Illinois in 2018. Really? She was like six three. Big girl. I'm intrigued. Big guy. Now that's something. Like, number one center, you know. Aaliyah is a name you can get Aaliyah behind. Aaliyah is a name you can get away with. Yeah. Uh, we out of a Cameron Perkins. That's not. Dipset. That's not one. That's not one you can get away with. You're not, you're not doing that one? No. I'm not rolling with that one. Nasir Greer. Named after Nas, the rapper. That's, that, that one's not bad. Nasir Greer? Nasir. Oh, Nasir. Nasir. Isn't what you, the guy from uh, North Carolina, Nasir Little, in this spelled the same way? I think so. I think it is. I, it might be. He might have an extra S, but I think it might be one S. He is Nasir. She's named after the rapper Nas. Shout out to Nas. Shout out to Nas. Uh, next up, this one is is going to get bad again. We have a Biggie Moore. I knew it. I knew. I knew it was coming. <laughs> I knew if I saw Tupac, I would see Biggie, and I'm I'm, I'm tired of it. I'm tired. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Biggie Moore. He plays football. Class of twenty twenty. Is he big? He's a running back. So I, I, I assume not. I assume not. Uh, Why can't these just be nicknames? Why do they have to be their actual names? <laughs> it's fine if they they just call you that, but your actual name oh, or your, your birth, birth certificate, certificate is Biggie. I almost want to call my dad in here and, and, and you know ask him. <laughs> They're killing me. <laughs> Last one, Kennedy. Jada Kiss Hendrix. That's it. Let's wrap up the show. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for watching our uh, Facebook, <laughs> Facebook Live. I'll take it from here. Okay. <laughs> because I've heard, I, I, I've heard enough. <laughs> I've heard enough. Right. Jada Kiss. Jada Kiss. Like, seriously. I wouldn't name my child that. Uh, one, one, Jada Kiss. J-A-D-A-K-I-S-S. Like the rapper. Jada Kiss. Let's go. Let's go. We're going to take a quick break. <laughs> we'll be right back. Hopefully, Kennedy needs a moment to get himself together. You need the Wusa? I hope that's nobody's name. I hope Wusa ain't. <laughs> I hope Wusa ain't on there. Good. You know, as a matter of fact... We're going to get up out of here. We, we damn the break. Damn all of that. We've talked enough sports today. Quality over quantity, folks. Kennedy. Yes, sir. Let the folks know where they can find you on Twitter before we get out of here. One last time, you can find me on Twitter at underscore Kennedy Miller underscore again underscore Kennedy. 
as in the former President John F. and the former wrestler Mr. Kennedy. Kennedy. Miller underscore. All right. All right. You can find me on Twitter at Alex Goodwin TSM. Again, that's Twitter. Alex Goodwin TSM. Follow the show on Twitter again one more time. Game Plan TSM. Got to give a shout out one more time before we get out of here to our sponsor, Velvet Noir BC. Velvet Noir Beard Care Products. Get any three products. Again, that's the beard. Any of the four scented beard oils. Any three of them. Just want to order three? Three for $30. Shipping is absolutely free for any and all orders over 50 bucks. For more information, go to their Twitter page at Velvet Noir BC or visit the website VelvetNoirBC.com. Kennedy Miller, drop the catchphrase on him one more time. Velvet Noir BC, top two, not two. All right, everybody, this has been the Game Plan Podcast for Kennedy Miller. Alex Goodwin is my name. This has been the Game Plan Podcast. We'll see you next time.